What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Run Your Mouth Podcast. I've missed you guys. Uh, you know, I've been editing all week. A lot of footage. And uh, we're going to get some stuff out. You know, this is this is actually just the pre-show because the uh, Smoke Out Bug Out is going to be coming out later this evening, 10 p.m. Eastern. I don't know what time zone you live in, but set your alarm and uh, get ready. And, uh, you know, before we get into the news uh, or anything else, I gotta. I think I'm going to need a boat shoe intervention. Anyone else out there wearing boat shoes? Boat shoes, the greatest thing in the entire world, or at least they are at first, because you're like, oh my God, I don't have to put on socks. These things are comfortable. I mean, it's a game changer, because usually I'll end up destroying sneakers. Anyone else just too lazy to have to actually tie the shoe? So you just end up stuffing your foot into it, and then you end up folding down the back of the thing, and then all of a sudden you just got ruined shoes? Like, or how many of you guys don't even want to leave your house because just the thought of having to put on socks just sounds like too much? You got to go into a drawer. You got to find the socks, then you got to put on the socks, then you got to find the shoes. I'm not even an old man, but I, you know, I'm just saying if you're a single man and you got to be tracking down your own socks, sometimes it just feels like too much, but you got boat shoes. You're going to slide into those things and get out and see the world. And it seems like, my God, this is the best I've ever lived. I don't need socks and I, I'm leaving my house more often. I'm like, now that I don't have to be tied down looking for socks all day, I can, I can just slide into these boat shoes and go out into the world. And then you also look cool. You look like a guy who's got like a boat and you get that cheerful energy. I'm telling you, you end up walking more upright when you're wearing the boat shoes. But then at some point, you know, the way it goes when things smell in your apartment where you're like, like you just kind of get like a faint smell of it. And then, cause you can rarely smell your own stink. It's very rare that like, you're very aware of your own stink. It's almost like you got to leave for a weekend and then come back to your apartment and go, Oh yeah, I left cheese out. You know what I mean? Like usually that's the process that it takes to find out that something in your apartment's real bad. Anyways, I, I think you got to actually wear boat shoes on a boat. Cause like there's water there and that sometimes they get cleaned because they, they promise you, they're like, Hey, you don't need socks for these things, but you know what socks do? You wash them. And so your boat shoes don't end up smelling like, uh, like boxing gloves. It's, it's my entire apartment. I don't I don't, I can't be having more funky smells up in this place. You know, I already got a kitchen. I'm trying to keep clean a bathroom that takes up most of the apartment dirty laundry that I'm managing. I can't have more filthy elements here. And then the good old boat shoe people come along with promises of not needing socks, but they haven't invented a product that's dealing with feet stink without socks. And you can't be one of these assholes wearing, wearing, uh, wearing socks within your boat shoes. I would become a boat shoe man. You find me a boat shoe that doesn't just absorb all your sweat and turn into the stink of a foul locker room. It smells like goalie pads up in here. You ever, you ever, you ever hang out with the goalie and he opens up his thing and you're like, oh my God. And that's a, that's a particular stink. You don't find that stink anywhere else. It's like, it's like a cutting into apple type scent. I can't even describe it. All right. You know what? We're first back in the living room. People have been hitting me up. They're like, I don't know what's going on in the world. You used to brief every single day. I would wake up in the morning. You were a reliable individual, and I could go to for my news source. And now you got me watching CNNs while they're rebranding, and 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 I'm, I'm scrolling the Fox News. You've abandoned me. And I'm like, listen, I'm a one-man band. I'm trying to – this is my customer service department because I've been fielding calls all week. I don't know if you guys know this, but I do have a number within my apartment, and somehow people have gotten it. And they'll call me and they're not even nice. They're not even like, hey, what's up? They're not even like, hey, you've been out all week. Can I maybe bring you some food, you know, since like you just got back from the road? No one's like, hey, I got uh, I got a DVD I rented from the library. You want to watch a DVD? No one's saying nice things like that. They're not doing any of those things. You know what they're doing? They're calling me up and they're going, where's my briefings? 
you're, you, 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 you got me hooked on your briefings and then you're just, you're just leaving me. You know, I'm out here. I don't even realize my boat shoes stink until you finally come back a week later. And then I start thinking, Hey, I've been wearing boat shoes for a while. My boat shoes might smell too. And then next thing you know, I take a whiff of it. I realize this is the reason none of my Tinder dates have been going. Well, I was showing up wearing a nice watch, my boat shoes. I was thought I was killing it. Meanwhile, I've been sticking up whole restaurants. That's what everyone's been calling me up. This is what people have been saying to me on the phone. They've been calling me up and going, where, where are the briefs? And I've been editing, and I don't know why I started this. Man, we're really back to old form. Falling right back into living room shenanigans real early. Right. I wanted to I wanted to get into some news topics. Because I do have some uh some some good news topics. Uh porch store's over. Uh might stay home for a little bit and uh prepare another end of year thing and then start lining up some more dates. Or uh who knows? Maybe I'll just move into this living room permanently. What do I gotta travel and be funny for? I can just do it for my living room. These curtains like me. Uh, thank you for everyone that came out and supported Porch Store. I uh, really appreciate everything you guys did, uh, especially all the people that hosted. Uh, people let me stay in their houses. They fed me food. It, this was a good time. This was uh, the best Porch Store that we've done yet. Next year, bigger and better things. I envision a world where I buy one of these Starlinks. I put it on top of some old creepy rape fan. I mean, I'm not going to do that shit, but like, I feel like you can get a discount. Like, you know, like the way people don't want to live in like haunted houses type things. I bet if someone actually had like one of those creepy vans with all this shit painted, this is weird. I'm not, I don't, I don't want anyone's creepy rape van. That's not what I was trying to say. What I was trying to say is I want to get a van with the Starlink on top, build my stage, send it to the side. You got to dream big people. And if you're one of the sponsors and you're listening to this and you want to sponsor this operation, please, I want a thing that I can just pull up to people's lawns, plug in, make the front of the van a stage, get the Starlink so I can just go live and then I don't have to edit. And then if I don't have to edit, I can brief every day. You take the editing off my plate. We're daily briefings till the end of the world. All right. Well, speaking of the end of the world, uh, this is the big thing. I mean, if you guys haven't heard other people talking about Biden's speech, maybe you didn't watch it. Maybe you haven't watched any news. Maybe you've been totally out of the loop up until this moment when I finally got back into the daily briefings. But basically, you know, uh, Biden was up there going, I mean, he wasn't as energetic as Hitler. He was trying to do his best Hitler. He was trying to get up there. And uh, I mean, man, that looks like the set out of some bad 1980s Sylvester Stallone dystopian type movie. It's like a demolition man type thing. And here was the most ironic moment because everyone's made the Hitler joke. Everyone's saying, look at this fucking swastika set that Biden decided to stand in the middle of. So I'll give you something that no one's talked about or maybe everyone's talked about. I don't know what other people talk about, but I thought the most ironic moment of the entire thing is that Biden's up there and he's yelling. He's yelling as best as he can. And I can only yell so much when a whispery old guy. But then amongst all of his yelling, you know what he yells? He goes, we can't afford to go angry. We can't be angry, people. We can't do that. I mean, the irony of yelling out the top of your lungs that we're going to, we can't afford to be angry. And then, by the way, I love this. So his entire speech, and I'm not going to be able to talk after whatever a whispery yelling thing I just did. I'm not, note to self, don't do that again. I'm never going to be able to talk again if I keep doing that. I'll sound like Biden within two weeks. Next thing you know, I'm pulling a hunter. I'm trying to import uh, Asian hookers so that they can sit on my face. So I can get my voice box back. That, that's why these people like youthful people. Don't, don't pretend like you don't know what Nancy Pelosi's doing these placentas. We've all been on these websites. Anyways, Biden's whole speech is he's out there and he's saying that the biggest problem in this country is that we got to fight for the soul of the nation. There's evil forces that are gathering. They're challenging democracy. And, and, and you got the Trumps out there and all these evil forces. And with all these evil forces that I don't see on a daily basis, it's starting to sound like me that Biden might actually be the greatest president in world history. 
Because look at all the threats that he's describing that none of us see. I mean, he must be doing a lot behind the scenes that deadly forces that could corrupt the soul of this country don't seem to be that much of a problem. I mean, I see the inflation. I see all the gas prices. I see problems with food. I see problems with energy. I see problems with Russia-Ukraine wars. But apparently there's this bigger problem that we weren't even aware of where the soul of our nation was going to die and democracy wasn't exist anymore. And since I don't even see this problem on a daily basis, I'm not even reading about it in the newspapers. Think about how successful Biden has been with this core agenda, which isn't dealing with the inflation, right? He's not going to deal with the Russia war that he started. Uh, he's not going to deal with uh, any of the energy issues that we're having. He's not going to deal with the border. I mean, none of these things are the top of his agenda. The top of his agenda is that we just got to deal with this soul problem and the democracy problem. And so he's kind of letting us know that all these other things you were concerned about, he's not even working on that, but there was this other thing and we just have to trust him that that's a thing. You know what? It, it, to me, this is almost like, and uh, this is going to sound, uh, you know, I'm not trying to, to, to degrade the, the people that have gone sober, but sometimes I hear like these AA people and it's like, you know, I spent all week shitting my pants and eating donuts, but hey, did he have a drink? Nope. And they're like, all right, fuck yeah, man, you're doing your thing. It's like, as long as we're sober from Donald Trump, we're winning. Like the, the country can go to shit. We can have hyperinflation. We can have currency that just doesn't buy anything. We can lack energy. We could have people dying in the street. But as long as we're sober from that Donald Trump guy, then we're winning. And uh, I don't like it. I'm sure you guys don't like it either, because if you actually believe everything that he's saying, well, what are you going to do about it? You actually believe that there's this evil people out there and they're not going to let us have a democracy and that there's no more voting and that everyone that ever liked Donald Trump is just outrageously evil and a fascist. Sounds like they're ramping up. So I'm not saying that they are. I just saying I don't like it. I'm watching things like this and the guy in charge doesn't want to actually deal with any of the problems. He just wants to scapegoat the other party. Uh, he wants to set up, uh, things that look all villainous and shit. Don't like it. All right. This was, I was watching, uh, MSNBC the other day. Uh, cause uh, my grandfather watches it. You know, sometimes I'll sit down with that guy and then I hate watch MSNBC and he just sits there and he's just trying to like, you know, eat his soup. He's trying to do old people thing. And then I'll start yelling at him the same as I yell on air. I'll just be like, do you believe this bullshit? And he's like, can I just eat my soup? He doesn't even say that. Cause he didn't even have the energy to be like, can you shut the fuck up? So then I'll just sit there and yell at him while he's eating his soup. But then I grabbed this moment cause I thought this was great because this was breaking news from MSNBC Biden speech expert. MAGA forces determined to take country backwards. MAGA forces are going to take the country backwards. Well, can they take us backwards to when the prices were better? You know, like the pre-inflation prices, because that sounds pretty good. If you can take me backwards to, uh, before Biden ruined all the prices, I'm all for it. And just so you never forget just how corrupt these news networks are. Not me. I'm living in a I'm living in a living room. I'm an independent enterprise sponsored by companies like YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo, and SheathUnderwear.com, where you can get uh, the most supportive underwear. It separates everything, keeps it in place. Use promo code RYM, get 20% off. And thanks to the support of these people, and you know, hopefully you guys next year when we go daily, and then you start giving me some money. But anyways, we're not we're not getting to that pitch yet. You get honest journalism here. You turn on CNN. You want to know how dishonest these people are. They're sitting in that control room. This comes from ZeroHedge.com. And they're like, hey, you know this red? This red doesn't look too good. I mean, this red is starting to look like uh, evil dictator shit. And they go, hey, we'll go to pink. 
you know, then people start thinking about titties. They, everyone, you go to pink, we can pretend like this was a breast cancer awareness month. People start thinking about nipples. They go Biden nipples. Good. So instantly they hit a little switch. I don't know what they do in post that they're able to make, uh, you know, Joe Rogan look green. Biden look like he's coherent and turn the background from red to pink. But that's what they did. Um, now this time, you know, they decided to go with creepy dictator background. I do find that more often than not, more and more of these politicians are going with the people backgrounds. And, uh, Donald Trump started that because the news, you know, they were trying to pretend like no one was coming out for his rallies his, uh, or his speeches. So Donald Trump's like, you know what? I'll put all the people that like me right behind me. And then they can't pretend like in front of me is just a whole room of Nazis and white nationalists and hateful people. I'll put college educated white women right behind me. And then you'll be able to see right on camera exactly. By the way, I'd love to do this. If anyone ever wants to come out for Run Your Mouth in the morning, and instead of this banner, we'll just see how many people we can sit on this couch. We'll just fill up my living room with people every single morning. We'll get a crowd of people. Uh, you know, that would be fun. I'd be down. You know, I'll share my address. <laughs> Anyways, what's fun about when Joe Biden gets the crowd of people is usually when it's Donald Trump, people are clapping, they're laughing, they're having a good time. When Biden's up there, they start looking as confused as Biden is. You look at these people's faces and like, what? Wait, what did he just say? What? what? Huh? Everyone in the back. Huh? 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 You know? All right. Now let's turn on to Donald Trump. So, you know, they're still going after. Actually, let's take a couple comments before we uh, change topics. Here we go. He ain't kidding about that hockey pad shit. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Andrew, uh, democracy is um, non-negotiable. Fair enough. Unless I guess people voted it away. Isn't that the way democracy works? Um, how do we get more people to watch this? The guy deserves more than six feet. There's more than six fears. There's already 21. That's fake news. And it's going to keep going up. And you know what? Just start knocking on doors. You know, get like the, or I'll put out the run your mouth Bible. I'll put out a sales script. You walk around your town, you knock on your door and you're like, excuse me. I'd like to know where you're getting your news from. And then you convert them right then and there on the spot. All right. Last comment. Then we're getting back into the news. It's hard when there isn't a set schedule for when the episodes air. All right, you guys, now you're all problem solving. Now you're bashing me. I'm finally getting back to doing regular things. And then you got to make me feel bad about the fact that I don't do this on a regular basis. You think you get this kind of chaos on a regular schedule? That's not the way chaos works. Go go get a girlfriend who's into, you know, being a lunatic and, and see, you know, it's fun when it's fun. And then it's really shitty when it's not. That's the way chaos works. Except I'm more normal off air, kind of. Anyways. All right, let's get into the next news topic, which, um, the FBI uh, put out a picture of, uh, you know, classified documents that he was housing uh, at Mar-a-Lago. And uh, to help me explain what was in this picture, I actually got the count from Sesame Street. Um, this is for the listeners. He's not actually here. But if you're listening uh, and, and here he is, he goes, not one, not two, not three, but seven pieces of bullshit. Ah, 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 because that's what they did. They, they took these documents, they put them out on the floor, and then right away, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah, that wasn't on the floor. That's not what we do is we actually put out the materials. Here we go. The Justice Department said the top secret files in the photo were covered from a container and desk in Trump's offer, office. It's standard practice for the FBI to take evidentiary pictures of materials recovered in a search to ensure that items are properly counted, uh, counted and uh, cataloged and accounted for. So at first, I think they put that out and wanted to pretend like that's the way it was being kept. 
and uh, people like that. And by the way, if you're just going to stage photos, why not put them up on the wall, do like a Charlie Day thing with the lines and circles, and then just put up another document that says uh, Trump's plan. And then you put that up like Trump's plan to dethrone the government and uh, ride a, a horse of white nationalists to retake over the country because he's going to kill the soul of the nation. You might as well just write that on the wall because you're staging photos anyways. And why, why not go for it? And then the next day you go, yeah, yeah, it's standard practice. We put up lines and circles and, you know, we outlay everything that we think he's doing just so it's cataloged correctly. All right. Yeah. Okay. And then here was another, uh, another piece from an article. It is unclear why the folders were empty, what documents were aside, were inside, or where any missing contents might be. Uh, which you might as well just tell me we don't actually have any news at this time. Why not make that the news these days is that they can just get on the news and go, hey, listen, there's this thing going on with Trump and Marlar. We don't have any information for you. I mean, we can bullshit so then other people can call us out for bullshitting. But instead, we're just going to return the time to you and tell you that you can go eat some ice cream and jerk off a whole bunch and just wait a couple weeks till after the midterms till they decide, hey, this whole thing was bullshit anyways. And, you know, so we'll just save you the time because we don't actually have any news at this time. It's unclear whether or not he even committed a crime or what the crime might have been. Well, we don't know if it was nuclear materials. We don't know if it was classified documents. We don't know if it was just no-no materials. We don't know if it was obstruction. So you're basically, we don't know anything. Just every single day, they come out with a new thing that they don't know. Hey, it could have been this. It's like they sit down with the team of writers and they go, what could it be? And then they go, all right, it could be this. And then they just fucking change their mind. Now, I want to be clear. I don't know. Oh, wait, no, no. But this was also the FBI finds 48 uh, empty classified document folders in Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Well, go check the toilets. You know, I don't know. And I, all right, it could be that this whole thing turns out to be real. Maybe they got some real court case coming. Maybe they got some really good, juicy information. They got conversations of him actually calling up uh, uh, Putin and going, hey, man, you helped me out with the last election. What happened with this election? What do you need me to do? I'll send you nuclear files. I'll send you whatever you need. But all indicators at this point in time is that this is pointing to bullshit. They don't even have a cohesive story that they're trying to present to us. Like I've said before, it seems like they're just turning the television dial to figure out what bullshit we might even be able to accept. And when you start telling me about presidential records, like you start telling me about departments I didn't even know existed beforehand. Like we're, we're supposed to believe that we're shutting down like they, I mean, we're not shutting down the country, but that like we're, we're doing unprecedented moves of invading you know, the homes of ex-presidents on the half, behalf of some OCD librarian. Like, oh, these are the people's documents. So, I, like, do I get to see them? Or do we get to vote 86 million people that Trump can just have them? You know what I mean? Can you at least give us one cohesive story about what was so dangerous about Donald Trump holding on? Well, it's our right to have a library with all these documents properly cataloged. And if we don't have everything in perfect order the soul of the nation. Maybe that's what Biden's been talking about this whole time. They're that OCD that they're like, if we don't have everything perfectly cataloged, exactly put away the way it was supposed to be that we've done with every other president where they give us all the documents and we catalog them properly until they're cataloged properly, the nation's at risk. All right, let's take a look at some more of these documents. Uh, why the Justice Department's obstructionist focus is so dangerous for Trump and classified documents case. All right, so now 
It's not classified documents. It, now it's obstruction of justice. And by the way, the obstruction of justice might turn out to be that he was uh, taking the documents about the beginning of the Mueller probe, which was actually just the FBI working in also, uh, probably criminal fashion uh, in terms of inventing the storyline of him colluding with the Russians. Uh, but that would be obstruction of, of, of what of what justice? What exact what case were you bringing against him that he's now obstructed? And we're going to get into what uh, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I didn't go to law school. I just yell a bunch in my living room. We're going to get into why uh, the obstruction of justice uh, even seems to be a little bit of a nefarious like where, where's the line between just trying to defend yourself against improper suits and obstruction of justice. It's like, you're just trying to get me in trouble. You didn't even have a valid reason for trying to get me in trouble. And now I'm in trouble for trying to get in the way of you trying to like, your job is to get me in trouble. That's what your job is. That's your intended purpose. And now I've gotten in the way. And then if you didn't even have a justified, justified reason for trying to get me in trouble, I'm in trouble for trying to stop you from getting me in trouble. Starts getting a little bit confusing. Maybe that was uh, maybe the tone on that was a little too Jewy for you guys to follow. All right, why the Justice Department destruction focus is so dangerous for Trump and classified documents case. The Justice Department made clear in a legal filing Tuesday night that its early stage criminal investigation of the former President Donald Trump's handling of government documents is not simply about efforts to recover improperly retained presidential records. There you go. It's not about that. I mean, until two days from now, we'll go back to that. It's like a fucking spinning wheel of reasons. The word to search Trump's Mar-a-Lago Beachfront Club for a classified document cites a section of the Espionage Act and laws on mishandling government records. But Tuesday's filing focused on evidence of efforts likely taken to obstruct the government's investigation. Likely. So it's likely an obstruction of an investigation that we're not even aware of. Okay, this sounds this sounds like <laughs> this sounds really nefarious, everybody. If Trump had returned all the requested files to the National Archives, classified or otherwise, in January, that would have been the end of the story, legal experts assess. But with its evidence of obstructing justice, is that what it is? Is the obstruction just that they said, hey, we want the documents? He thought he was allowed to keep the documents and then he didn't return it. So now it's obstruction of them wanting to return the documents, to the OCD librarian. All right. Here's another quote. The allegation does not necessarily mean that Trump or anyone else will ultimately face charges. Once again, the news here to remind us that they don't actually have any information. Hey, just remember, this is the most alarming thing that ever happened. We're not sure what we're supposed to be alarmed about, which is even more alarming. And just know that nothing might even come of it. Okay, thank you, news. Real fucking helpful on this one. All right, the Associated Press notes, but it could pose the most direct legal threat to Trump. It could. It could pose the most. We're not sure what he took. We're not sure that he could even get in trouble for it, but it could be the biggest threat yet. I mean, how fucking circular does it have to be? Hey, this is a, I mean, I don't have to go through it again. I just went, did it. Uh, but it could pose the most direct legal threat to Trump or those in his orbit, in part because the Justice Department has historically viewed obstruction as an aggravating factor. All right, they viewed it as an aggravating factor. Well, what did he fucking do? All right, one more quote, and then we'll move on to another topic. On the other hand, Trump is fortunate that prosecutors would want to have compelling evidence of a significant crime to charge a former president. He's, he's lucky. He's just lucky that unless they actually have compelling evidence. Why do we go into court without compelling evidence? You got to be the president for them to not want to go to court if they're not even sure of what crime they're going to prosecute you for, and they're not even sure that they have evidence of the crime? Wow, what a fucking spin. I don't imagine you would charge any former president with a relatively minor crime. Uh, lovely. 
All right, and then here's actually the last one. Justice Department says it's already reviewed Mar-a-Lago files complicating Trump's special master request. And this is another one where the news doesn't give you the mood. What the fuck is a special master? Some guy who knows fucking karate or some shit. He can just put his hand on documents and sense whether or not there were classified materials in there. And then the Justice Department's like, listen, you don't need a special master. Like, firstly, who's a special master? Why can't you have the special master? Where, where, Where are special masters coming from? Are we importing them from another country? Are they like some super special judge that steps in? And then, and then why the justice department, if your whole thing is about oversight, so you can't be, you can't have any oversight of what you guys are doing. Like, I love that. It's like, Hey, look, and we're trying to get you in trouble. And then you might be in trouble for getting in the way of us getting in trouble. And we can't have anyone else review the documents about what we're to, because of a, uh, all right. I, I think we've thoroughly pointed out how much of this just seems to be complete bullshit. Here was a headline. They were trying to make a mockery of Trump. That apparently when he walks in and out of rooms of Mar-a-Lago, or I, I take that back, he'll walk in and out of Mar-a-Lago rooms just to get an applause. And tell me that if you couldn't do that, you wouldn't do that. Like how many times are you feeling down in the afternoon? You have like a cigarette, you jerk off a donut. Can you imagine you could just walk into a room and everyone clap for you? Fuck yeah, I would do that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on the guy for that. That's gotta be fun. Every time you get bored, like I I I'll walk around my block just because like. You know, I'm trying to, you know, uh, get air out my boat shoes. That's what I'll do. But if I could just walk into a room, everyone clapped, I just wave, 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 and then go back to eating mayonnaise and rice. Fucking kidding me. I would love to do that. All right. Here's an article out of Florida. We can take some comments before I move in to uh, the next topic. Um, Top secret marked. All right. Uh, Don't feel bad. I watch every part of the pro. All right. I don't know why that. Okay, moving on. DeSantis election, police charge 20 with voter fraud. Advocates say there's more to the story. So apparently, you know, we've been hearing about all this voter fraud. No one's proven voter fraud. No one's looking to voter fraud. We've got people being fooled with lunch. Bugs Bunny's outside going, hey, I got lunch for you. And then they go back in to count votes and all of a sudden they're locked out. People are stealing their lunches. How come there isn't a lunch investigation? People are trying to volunteer, trying to work jobs to monitor, uh, to monitor elections. And you got hours of people coming in talking about this fucking lunch fraud of people lying to them about lunch and then getting locked outside of the voting buildings. And then people just going certified and then politicians going, well, that election was certified. I ain't saying that there was any voter fraud because I wouldn't know. And I'm not Giuliani. I'm not out here with faces melting and then like things coming into my eye and I'm thinking that it's a vision from God about truth and shit. I'm not I'm not I'm not doing that. That That's what happened to that guy. Who, who thought that there were Krakens out there and that the Krakens were going to come out of the ocean with the information of all the voter fraud. So I'm not saying all that, but you have claims of voter fraud. Then you got this guy, DeSantis, who starts proving that people committed voter fraud and then people get really upset. They go, hey, this isn't fair. You know, these felons, uh, they didn't know that they were committing a crime by voting. Someone just sent them mail-in ballots in the mail. Well, then who's responsible for that? Who's the person? Wasn't that the whole thing that Trump was claiming was, hey, don't just mail out uh, like ballots. If you mail out ballots, you're going to have voter fraud. I mean, I get that later on his claim turned to batshit crazy. But wasn't that kind of the beginning of it was that like so? I mean, it at least sounds like some of what he was saying was true. And so fine. If you want to say that these criminals shouldn't be held responsible, which I agree. I agree with you. If I'm a rapist and I just got out of jail and someone sent me a thing. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. I wouldn't know that I couldn't vote. You know what I mean? I'm just spending my days trying not to rape again. That's where my mind's at. You know, I I found this thing that I loved. I got caught for it. I ended up in jail. 
and now I'm out of jail and I'm just trying to live a good old honest life. And someone sends me a letter and I'm like, oh, I can pick a prayer. Fine. Cool, man. Look at me. I'm an honest standing citizen. I earn my freedom. I get to vote and you fill out the card and then you come arrest me. And you're like, hey, you weren't supposed to fill out that card. You're like, well, why'd you send me the card? That's a fair line of reasoning. But then the person that sent the card, who sent the card? Why'd they send the card? I mean, they, then let's go after those people. Shouldn't the Democrats be outraged about that all of a sudden? Yeah, they should be at the, I mean, they're so fucking concerned about democracies. I mean, they should be the first one stepping up and going, hey, let's not hold these criminals accountable, but let's figure out what happened here that these people got these voter cards. Instead, they're all like, hey, don't even look at that. You don't want to be looking at voter fraud. You look at voter fraud and evil things are going to happen. You're going to be putting people in jail that shouldn't be going to jail. All right, what else we got here? Oath Keepers lawyer indicted on January 6th charges. All right, we got another one of uh, of uh, uh, obstruction of justice. Here we go. This is from Week Magazine. A lot of this material today was from Week Magazine. The charges include conspiracy, obstruction of an official proceeding, and obstruction of justice. And I, I don't know. It just seems to me obstruction of justice is that you're getting in the way of us getting you in trouble. And wouldn't a good lawyer be like, all right, listen, everybody, uh, if you texted anyone to go into a building, delete that text. Uh, if you had any plans about going, like, at what point are you being a good lawyer versus obstruction of justice? I get that I don't know how it works. And I also understand conceptually that, like, I, it would make sense for there to be a law that if you're doing something illegal that would get in the way of a government's investigation, that maybe then they can't prove that you're guilty. So for the act of getting in the way of the investigation, but there needs to be some proof of it being a valid investigation. And I guess some clear terms on what would be considered obstruction, because at what point is just leaving evidence around not being a good lawyer? I mean, even if like you're a murder lawyer, you'd be like, well, do you have the gun? Yeah. Maybe get rid of that and then call me. Or maybe you're not allowed to do that. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the way that these things work. Uh, but at some point, like, where's the line between trying to defend yourself, the government needing to actually have a valid case so that, like, they don't just spook you? Because otherwise, I mean, think about it. They can kind of intimidate you to try and uh, it's almost like the way they got uh, Walter White in Breaking Bad, right? They try and pretend like they're going for his money and then he's got to drive to get his money and they caught him in the trap and it doesn't work out well for Hank. Uh, and I don't even remember the ending that well, but I, I'm pretty sure that's how they caught him. But that's the thing. It's kind of like they stir the pot. They make you panic because they think you have something on you. They have nothing. And then they catch you for panicking. And then the original reason lawsuit, all that bullshit just goes away. There's something about that system that seems unfair. And then there's also like, well, where's the line between obstruct? Like if you're the lawyer and I guess you're trying to defend people, like isn't your job of being a lawyer in a way obstruction of justice isn't the very nature of your job if the justice department gets to get to say that before proving that anyone's guilty conducting their investigation is justice and you defending somebody is obstruction of that justice then isn't like by that definition any criminal defense obstruction of justice like i would think you need to actually prove the guilt first before you can prove like in other words you should almost have to prove like that the initial crime was guilty and then there could be like an additional fine or an additional penalty for obstruction of justice. But until you've actually proved the initial crime, there almost shouldn't be. And, and maybe I'm just wrong on this. It's just the first time I'm thinking about it. All right. This is from Law and Crime. Let's read what this lady did. 
on or about January 7, 2021 in the District of Columbia and elsewhere. Kiel Sorrell did corruptly persuade an attempt to corruptly persuade other persons with intent to cause and induce persons to withhold records, documents, and other objects from official proceedings. That is the grand jury investigation into the attack of the United States Capitol on January 6, 2021, and alter, destroy, mutilate, and conceal objects with intent to impair the object's integrity and availability for use in such a grand jury investigation. So, like, I don't know. I, let's just say you had plans to commit a crime. And the lawyers like maybe don't hold on to those plans. Now that's like, are you supposed? Is the lawyer just supposed to mail the evidence to the prosecution? I mean, in this case, I don't even know like the exact right. Or I, I guess we can make a better example where it's like a crime hasn't even been committed, right? So like people, imagine this: people are playing a game where they're sitting around. And they're talking about, let's go with like the FBI example. They're playing a game where they get together in a clubhouse and they go, all right, let's just say for fun, they ever like get bored and you're like, how would I murder everyone on the subway car? And then you're like, how many people could I take down before I could get off the subway car? Have you ever done that? Like you're just sitting down bored and in your head, you start thinking, are you ever standing in a bank and you just start like playing a game in your head where you're like, how could I pull off a bank robbery? And you're never going to do any of this. You would never do any of it. But for a couple seconds while you're bored in your head, it's kind of a fun thing to do. Maybe you're not serial killers like me. I've definitely, I've definitely not in a while, but I've definitely done that where you're sitting around. I mean, I guess now that I have a phone, I don't really get that bored that I start thinking about killing all the people around me. Maybe that was like pre-phone times. Maybe since phones, you know, I'll just look at Instagram or some shit. Um, but in pre-phone times, I definitely remember, or maybe it was like more of like a synagogue thing, being stuck in services and being like, all right, if I slit the canner's throat right now, how quickly can I run out the door before the other people tackled me? I don't know. You guys ever do that? Think about your priest? All right, moving on. So imagine now, though, that you actually start drawing these things. You start drawing your fictitious plans about like, cause you're bored and you're sitting there in school and you're thinking, all right, then all of a sudden the FBI decides, Hey, we think that there's going to be a school shooter. And we actually think that this person's a suspect in, uh, the, in, in, in trying to procure arms to commit this crime. Now you never were going to commit this crime. You never had any plans of doing it, but you sit down with the lawyer and they're like, well, have you ever made any comments on social media or done anything that might make it seem like you'd want to do this and go, you know what? I used to sit in class really bored and I would draw my teacher naked and I would draw and he would probably go, yeah, maybe just get rid of that. Would that be obstruction of justice? You never planned on doing a crime, right? This, there, there, None of this uh, is actually evidence of the crime that you weren't going to do, but you also understand that it wouldn't look good right? We can all understand if they're trying to say that you would be a futuristic or trying to procure arms for a school shooting for some other crime you weren't going to do. Your little drawings that were fictitious are not going to look good. So is a lawyer not allowed to tell you, hey, you should be getting rid of that? There you go. It only took me 20 minutes of stuttering, but I think I came up with a solid example. Uh, all right. And then here, just another case of uh, why this is probably just bullshit. But here we go. A Granberry attorney who has served as head of the far-right militia group, the Oath Keepers, was in federal court earlier this afternoon following her arrest earlier today. So she has been charged in connection with the January 6th attack on the Capitol. And our Andrea Lucia learning that the attorney can be released, but with some conditions. This is well, not the part I want to play. To so here, here's the part I did want to play. The night before, when leaders of the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys met to allegedly discuss their plans for January 6th. 
and a newly unsealed indictment alleges she was still involved the day after. That's and the best they have. She was still involved the day and not the day after. I mean, she couldn't have been talking to her clients after they fucked up and then been giving them advice and doing her job as a lawyer. I mean, if she was talking to them after the fact, so does that mean you're not allowed to have a lawyer? So your client commits a crime and then you're talking to your client the day after they committed the crime. And now all of a sudden that's proof of the fact you're guilty of a straight. Isn't that the job of the lawyer? All right. Look at this. I don't quite have the stamina to yell in my living room as much. We're already starting to fade. We're going to have to work back up to the longer episodes. Only 35 minutes in. We got more news topics to go. Twitter says it's testing an edit button after years of clamoring from users. I'd like to come out against the Twitter edit button. You know why? Because I don't even edit in real time. When I'm fucking tweeting, I just tweet. I just send that shit out into the world and I'm done with it. And sometimes I look back at my spelling and it's fucking atrocious. I, I got I got ADD. I probably got dyslexia. I, I don't know how the way fucking English works that well. That's why I like just yelling. People don't realize how uneducated I am. I didn't go to school. No, I went to school. My parents paid a lot of money for me to go to school, but then I just didn't show up all that much. And I cheated when I was real little. So I didn't learn a whole lot. I don't, I don't fucking know how English works, but I just tweet shit, right? I just send it out into the world and then I'm done with it. And I sometimes I look like an idiot, but at least you can hide behind the fact of, hey, I did that off the fly. Now you're really going to make me look like an asshole that I'm not going back to edit things. Now, all of a sudden, not only is it that I not like that, I not take the time to make sure that my grammar was even accurate, but I see it's like you're showcasing my messy room now before it was somewhat excusable because you go, all right, the guy was reading the news. He was being quick. He was just tweeting uh, things off the top of his head. But then if you give me the option to clean it up and then I choose not to clean it up, you're really just showcasing the fact that I'm a lazy piece of shit. And I what am I going to spend more time with Twitter now? I already waste too much time with Twitter. Now I'm going to have to waste more time with Twitter to make it like uh, I'm going to have to hire an editor to go back and clean up the grammar and all my tweets. Leave it alone. You fucking you tweet it out and you either got to live by the tweet or delete it from your timeline. That's the end of it. Fucking this is like that OCD librarian shit. I, I feel bad. I messed up a T. I could clarify that joke. Fucking move on. You're really spending the time in the past over your past tweets. You're really like if, if it's so important. Leave it alone. And if it's not that important, you're aggravated over some fucking grammar. Delete it. I mean, I, how OCD are people that they're actually living in the past? Like, you're not just living in the past. You're living in the past over dumb shit on social media, over an error in the grammar of a previous tweet. I mean, I come on. You, come on the show. Here's some debates I'm looking to have. People that want the Twitter edit button, I invite you here. And people that uh, think that it's uh, mortally reprehensible if you don't return your shopping cart. I'll take on NAR carts. That's... Uh, I'd like to, if someone's out there wants to produce the documentary and the debate series of me against the carton art guy, I, I would enjoy that. Um, here was another uh, headline. Memphis teacher Eliza Fletcher missing after being abducted during early morning jog. I feel like, wh why do so many women get abducted while running? Is it that it's like better sport for the kidnapper? Or is it that since you're running, you're kind of at risk because the guy running behind you might just look like he's part of the exercise. You know what I mean? Like it might just look like he was out doing his morning sprint. Like in other situations, like if you're dressed all nicely and you're like coming out of like a restaurant and then some dude's chasing you, it's obvious that he's chasing you. But if you're wearing like a tracksuit and then he stalked you a couple times and he's wearing a matching tracksuit, now it just looks like you guys are out for a run together. You know what I mean? It looks like maybe you're playing uh, adult tag or I mean, millennials, right? we're all fucking stupid now. How are cops supposed to know what's some game of some idiots and what they want to post on Instagram and what's an actual crime? How are they, how are they supposed to make that differentiation? 
All right. And then I think my last story for today is uh, this might even been the last live run your mouth that we did. uh, But we talked about the FBI hearing. And so I want to play replay a uh, clip of um, something that went down. We already did a full breakdown of this, so we're not going to play that much of this. But I am going to watch a minute and then give you guys some recent updates on this exact topic. The Tebow. Uh, Mr. Tebow was, uh, uh, for some period of time until relatively recently, uh, what's called an ASAC uh, in our Washington field office. He was the uh, assistant special agent in charge. That's what ASAC stands for. There's a whole number of them in the Washington field office. The structure is there's at the head of the office and then there's SACs, and then the next level down, there's the level that he was at. And uh, he uh, has or had been with the FBI about 25 years. Is that right? Well, now you're now you're testing my my knowledge a little bit. Okay. Uh, he was a powerful guy. Is that correct? I'm sorry. This is the boring part. He was part. a powerful guy. Is We're going to get correct? to it. Well, I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would use that description. Okay. He has no he power. not a powerful guy. Well, everyone <laughs> at the FBI has great power, and that's FBI why we take it seriously, and we feel good about how did, we did operate. He work on the President Trump Russian collusion investigation. Uh, I'm not sure I know the answer to that. Not that I'm aware of, but I I don't. Um, I don't. I can't say that with certainty. Uh, did he, he or does he work on the FBI investigation of Mr. Hunter Biden? So, the investigation uh, that you're referring to, and I have to be a little bit careful because we're talking about an all. You're watching a guy get got right now. He's evading the answer because he knows. Field office, working with our working with the Delaware U.S. attorney who's a holdover from the prior administration. So I'm, I'm confused, Chris, with your answer. Did he work or does he work on the Hunter Biden investigation? As I said, the, the Hunter Biden investigation is. As I said, I can't the- answer that question. So I'll give you some technicals. Uh, and guess what? That guy uh, just uh, resigned. So is there going to be like, are we going to pull this guy back in and go, hey, it sounded like you weren't sure and it sounded like it wasn't a big deal. But right afterwards, or did he go back and he actually called up and he was like, hey, we didn't actually have this guy working on it. But come on, he knew. And then I saw uh, Clint uh, from uh, Liberty Lockpod, Lockdown, uh, and then also the Tower Power Hour. I saw he posted this on Twitter and I thought it was interesting. But the same guy who had to resign uh, instantly. After, you know, one simple question that the head of the FBI refuses to answer about whether or not that this guy, because I think he had tweeted comments about something in support of Biden. And then it seemed like he was also working on the Hunter Biden thing, uh, which uh, would indicate that he was kind of trying to cover it up. And then a couple questions get asked. The guy disappears. uh, And then. Apparently, that's not the only thing that this guy was working on at the FBI. Let's give this a quick watch and call it an episode.
The FBI is charged with protecting the rights of all Americans, including their right to vote. While the responsibility to ensure a fair election process lies primarily at the state and local level, the FBI takes allegations of election-related violations of federal law seriously. What a great country we live in. We've got Epstein's lawyer signing up documents to go invade Donald Trump's house. We've got the president of the country talking about how everyone who supported Donald Trump is actually a fascist. Well, let's be technically accurate. He didn't say everybody, but we know we know what he's saying. We know what he's getting after. And then we've got the guy who apparently uh, was like very pro Biden is the guy at the FBI working on the Hunter Biden stuff and also apparently on the uh, voter fraud stuff. What a wonderfully free country we live in, everybody. All right. That's our episode. Thank you so much for hanging out. I got uh, no gigs to promote at the moment, but, uh, you know, hopefully more run your mouth and from home tonight, 10 p.m. Catch out. Check out the live stream. It's not live. It was recorded last week. Check out the smoke up bug out. I think it went great. I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, we also tried to edit it down, make it more of like a TV type game show type thing. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, maybe I'll also just put out the uncensored version. Um, I don't know. No, it's pretty good as is. Uh, we also have a uh, whatever. Check it out. It's going to be live. And uh, all you got to do is uh, you only got two hours to fill, three hours to fill. You can watch one movie, order yourself some food, smoke some weed, enjoy the bug out or Yo Deltas. Go to YoDelta.com. Dude, I love those vape pens. Those vape pens, I, I mean, I'm not like big on getting crazy, super stoked high. You want that? You can eat the edibles. But those little vape pens, they'll keep you in the zone. They'll get you. They'll help you get your work done. Uh, I think that's all I got. I don't know. You guys got any other comments for me? I think we did it. It's nice to be back in the living room. Uh, you know, that's it. Later.